Hello and welcome to Tight Ends, an NFL fantasy football podcast based out of the UK. I am Ewan Fleming, aka Flem, one of your GMs and one of your co-hosts of Tight Ends and also the general manager of the newly named Pentland Pumas, last year's runner-up in the ASFL, the Anglo-Scot Fantasy League. Welcome to you all. This is the final in our kind of um, close season uh, extras where we are digging into some of the rivalries that have been brewing in the ASFL over the past few years. We've had three already. We've left the biggest rivalry to last. And when I say biggest rivalry to last, I mean in terms of noise. I don't mean in terms of normal metrics such as championships and wins and all that shit because they've got none. But these two boys, there's a bit of an edge to them. That's for sure. Uh, You've heard one of them already. He's got a brand new theme tune. Please welcome the GM of the Ockingane Alligators. Alligator swim, alligator swing. Alligator stomp all over the place. Alligator. I like it. No. no. That sucks. That, that was Fitz's That story, sucks almost about as much as the Mouseketeers. <laughs> he started early. And their third place finish. It's the GM of the Ockingain Alligators. It's you and Broadwood. How are you, Broadwood? Well, I'm better than the Mouseketeers third place finish. Put it that way. Oh, my God. He's starting already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very well. Flem, I'm very well. Good, well, delighted good. to be back. Delighted to be back it's and talking about the NFL it. again. We were we were just chatting before we went on air and said it's ridiculous. We're best mates. We live two minutes drive from each other, mm-hmm. and I think we've seen each other once this year, and it's currently April. That is, and we saw nice. each other. It was at the Super Bowl, and it was at the Super Bowl. It was to do when, with the NFL. When wait, wait, wait! Before we start today, and we'll mm-hmm. come to you in a second, Paul. But third place finishes, we're not that excited by that. But anyway, Take your time. Take your I think time. I think the biggest thing here is I think we need a discussion about Super Bowl night, yeah, and about what happened with you. Well, because I went home at half time. You so I was left knackered. at half time of a Super Bowl. Yeah, and do you know why? You host an award winning, well. Bigly award-winning podcast, <laughs> and you left at halftime of a Super know, Bowl. Do you know why I left at halftime? Because you're a dick. Well, no. How many chicken wings did I eat? You, in fairness, you ate an enormous amount of chicken wings, and, and they were I, quite hot chicken. And wings. Were, and, and I was feeling ropey as, and I went, "If I go home in a taxi now, I'll be able to lie on the sofa and watch the." You got the half, Alabama hot wing shits. That's what you got, son. It was brutal. It yeah, was it brutal. Was... I, we did watch you get in your second portion, and we all wondered secretly inside what on earth is what? this man doing. Do you know they were they good were wings. wings. They were good wings. They were good they wings. Were good but anyways, wings. it's good to have you here, Broadwood. Let's introduce uh, your opponent, who definitely hasn't had a theme tune change, because frankly, it's the best fucking theme tune in the world. Oh, God. Third place. It's the GM of the Essex Musketeers, Mr. Paul Radden. How are you, mate? I'm very good. I just want to say, fuck the Gators. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just set the tone now. <laughs> well, I mean, that's pretty much become the uh, the unofficial uh, kind of quote Slo- of the podcast. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. a slogan. Yeah. yeah, I think we do have the slogan, you know, ASFL, tight ends, a UK-based fancy football podcast. Fuck the Gators. Yeah. I mean, I know it's like Fitz has tried to get this little lovely stuff, little uh, when he finishes the the um, podcast going, but 
fuck the gate has just got a much better ring to it. Yeah, it does. I'm I'm trying to steal the lovely stuff from as much as possible. So, uh, <laughs> but 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 fuck the gators will they will be there and it will remain. But listen, lads, it's great to have you both on. It really is, and it's great to be back in the presenting chair as well. We will come on to the proper uh, rivalry uh, questions in in a second, but we do have to start with our. Uh, new segment, which is all about the news in this week's NFL. Just find it on your signboard now. Yeah, do you know what? I'll find it on the signboard. I just realized I've not got it. No, no, hold on. I do have it. There it is. award-winning but i still don't have a fucking clue what i'm doing with buttons <laughs> we should be award-winning i think can we not just present ourselves with an award oh we can do we're the best um uk NFL, based UK, nfl fantasy football yeah. podcast with eight people involved in it or something like that no we're going on to Excellent. read all about it which is uh, all this week's news in the nfl and quite frankly there's only one story we can start with Hi, I'm Will Salva with breaking news out of Philadelphia. And Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts is a very rich man to tell us why. We bring in our NFL Network insiders, Ian Rackport and Tom Pelissero. And Ian, give us the particulars of this deal between Hurts and the Eagles. A major day for the Philadelphia Eagles, a historic day, and for Jalen Hurts, he gets the contract that he so, so richly deserves. Here are the details according to colleague Tom Pelissero and myself. For Jalen Hurts, it is a five-year extension worth $255 million. Let me repeat, $255 million. And I'll repeat it again, $255 million dollars. Jalen Hurts signing a new five-year extension with the Philadelphia Eagles, which uh, makes him the highest paid NFL player of all time when you take it on a year-by-year basis. The first ever player to be paid in excess of $50 million per year. Simple question, is he worth it? Oh. It puts the Eagles, I guess, in quite a difficult position in the fact that they've now smashed their wage cap, you would imagine, and it's not going to give them a lot of wiggle room. Um, And I know our resident hero in all this, Barry Rankin, would tell us all about the ramifications of it, because I think he was a very strong advocate that Hurts shouldn't get paid and that they should have traded him. Um, But you can't argue against taking your team to Super Bowl 57 and leading them pretty much almost to the the chosen holy grail of winning it, but it's a lot of money. I mean, it's going to make some of these QBs that are out there look up and go, wait a minute, I'm not getting paid enough. It's a lot of money, you're right. It's it's £110 million of it fully guaranteed at signing and then an extra £180 million, in effect, guaranteed against against injury. So it is a shit ton of cash. It's a bit ludicrous. It is going to smash up their wage cap, and it's not. They're going to be heavily reliant now upon bringing in people who are going to be willing to either take less money to try and win a Super Bowl around them. It's a big risk to take. Mm. Okay, Paul, I'll I'll put a different question to you. Um, 
by the time the season starts, do you think Jalen Hurts will still be the highest paid NFL player of all time? Hard to think so, otherwise the league's gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be, surely. I mean, 255 million. Yeah, you mean, just, is anybody you just worth wonder, that? Oh, no. Well, no, you just you just wonder if if some of the other QBs um are, are looking at that as Broadwood says, you know, who are up for contract negotiations and going, hello, mm. I'll have a bit of that, please. Particularly, you know, and let's be honest, in my view. Uh, the QBs, the, the dual threat QBs, the rushers and the passers, you know that's that's the one that's that's, that's making the the big money. But anyway, anyway, sorry, I, I interrupted what does, you. Paul. What does Lamar Jackson make of it? Do you think? Well, what, what does Lamar Jackson make of anything apart from rubbing his hands together and trying to make a shit ton of cash, no matter what? But, exactly. You know, there, there, there's a big one. There's a big question there. Paul, your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I mean. I mean, I do for once actually agree with Broadwood. I think. <laughs> whoa, 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 I should I, record I, I, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like to say that. I feel a bit sick Beautiful all of a sudden. Moment. You've but... got it on cat. You've got it recorded. <laughs> it's true, though. No, I mean, obviously, you sign that guy. You, you can't be a one man team, but you sort of made your, your team into a one man team because all your eggs are in one basket. Imagine he went down like week one. Yeah. It's yep. just, you know. I, I did some reading on Google. They've let so many players go. Even my team, the Lions, signed one, signed one of their best safeties, uh, CJ Garner-Johnson, fantastic yep. player. Yep. Lost a lot of defence. Oh, don't Lost know. Kelty, you know, the, as not Travis, but his brother. Um, yeah, I mean, they've yeah. still got, obviously, Brown and um, skinny Batman, uh, Don, Don Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're not completely gone. But, yeah, I think it's... I could see obviously why why you'd want to keep him. Of course you would. He was just a, he just got you to the Super Bowl, um, but at the same time, can they do it again now with a depleted team? Mm, yeah. Time I will mean, tell. The trade cap the, the trade cap's going to increase you know significantly. I think over the over the next few years as well. You know, which is going to or sorry, salary cap, I should say, which should make you know some difference in relation to it. But as I said, you know, and kind of where I was leading with that leading question, if you like. The two people, well, three people, if you include Lamar Jackson, but the two people whose contract extensions are up will be looking at that and going, Yasmin, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. They're the two guys whose whose contract extensions are are about to be discussed. And you've got to think, Burrow in particular. Burrow in particular um, has a reason to be rubbing his hands because he's showing himself. Herbert, on the other hand, I'm not convinced. But again, I've, I've talked about it last season and I've talked about it in the close season as well. I honestly believe that we are currently living in an era I say era, kind of the last few years of dearth of quality quarterbacks. There's the ones that are right there that that are there are you know world class, and you absolutely put Jalen Hurts in that. Would you have expected Jalen Hurts to have done that when he was drafted in was it 2020, 2019, 2020? He was drafted when they, took, when, they, when, they, when they took him in the second round. No, you know I, I don't think anybody would have. You know we were talking about that last week. Nobody would have thought of picking up Jalen Hurts in the in the draft. You know he was way down the draft. Now. As far as fantasy goes, him, Mahomes, um, and that's about it. You know, you 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 kind of you kind of think of that and think, well, you know, they, they'll be the guys you want to draft in the in the in, in the world of fantasy. But do you think yeah. some of these QBs need to think like, yeah, I can take that big pot of cash at the detriment to the team, or even like Tom Brady took a yep. slight hit on his wages to try and get better players around him. So if Burrow goes all in. Is he going to win a Super Bowl or is it just about the cash? 
It's the exact flip opposite of what they've done in the NBA, where teams have taken sacrifices on salary so that yeah. they can build teams around them. And it's the exact flip opposite. It's basically quarterbacks being greedy. I say greedy, but I mean, they've got a living to make. And 200 million is not a huge amount. I mean, it, <laughs> it's a bit... If, you, if you're wanting to win rings, you need to do what Brady did, which is go to Tampa, take a massive pay cut, but know that you're going to build a team around because you're freeing up salary for the team around you. And that's what they did. But at the same time, it seems to me like Hertz must know that they're not going to have money. He must know they're not going to have the cash to splash. Yeah. But if you're, you but if you're Jalen Hurts, they got rid of half of their defense. And ugh, if you're Jalen Hurts, though, you take the payday. Oh, 100%. <laughs> absolutely mad. Not he's played a blinder. He's he played has. an absolute blinder. He's played because as, I can, I, I, as I saw the news come out, I imagined Barry Rankin's face. <laughs> going he'll, he'll have done he'll have done all the you know he'll have done all the calculations about it as well and listen it's going to be interesting on their on their draft as well you know when it comes to you know, the draft i do mean the, the the proper draft not our not our draft but you know oh, it, it, whoa, whoa. okay you know what i mean but it, it does feel like their draft strategy is going to have to be impacted by by the hurt steel a little bit you know the eagles have to protect him. They have to keep the O line strong. You know they'll have to continue to surround him with with skill position players. Um, you know that that's exactly what they what they what they'll need to know. Um, so we will we will see. I think it's going to be very interesting when the when the draft comes around as well. From uh, from that point of view, that is for sure. Mm. Yeah, but listen, lads, look, this is this is going to this is going to rumble. I I've got a feeling, and you know I'll I'll say it here first. By the time the NFL season starts around. I don't think that Jalen Hurts will be the highest paid NFL player. Hmm. I, might take I'll, I, will, I will I will I will put that on, but that is my bet. Interesting. Excellent. And that is this week's Read All About It. Excellent. Right, let's get into what we're all here for, shall we? Which is the rivalry part of the podcast. Now, it's very interesting. We've done three of these already, uh, and some of them have been good natured. Some of them, like mine and Barry's last week, had a little bit more edge to them. But it was very rare that we could actually pinpoint a moment where a rivalry started. This rivalry is different because last year, when we just started up this silly old podcast, we did introducing the GMs. We did mini episodes where everyone introduced themselves and we asked them a whole bunch of questions and that kind of stuff. And it brought up this magic moment. Okay. And then our last one is if there's one team in our ASFL league, in the Anglo-Scott Fantasy Football League, that you absolutely must beat next season and you do not want to lose to in any game, which team is that? 100% the Alligators. 100%. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think we've had anyone say it with such determination <laughs> yet. We've got to dig into that. Come on, what's what's the where's the where's the genesis of that kind of rivalry? I mean, what? fascinating because you've been in the league one year, right? So in one year, you've got a locked-on rival. Where's that come from? Have you even met Broadwood? Uh, not face to face, no. <laughs> right, so give us give us the genesis. I think. Obviously, the WhatsApp group, our WhatsApp group about the league is very fiery at times and, and interesting at times, uh, sometimes about NFL, sometimes about other things. But 
a couple of times he's given me a few digs and you know i mean everybody has in fairness some of them Excellent. well deserved uh but i don't know i think every every team needs a rival and i've just chosen that he's mine whether i'm it's vice versa i have no idea but i'm making a beeline for the alligators well that's probably you'll find out when these come out but that is i mean that is exactly the kind of stuff that we love you know it's a case of no real reason for it he's just a dick never met the guy <laughs> But he's a dick. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, story. How we laugh. How we really? laugh. So, Broadwood, you'll have been sitting at home or, I don't know, maybe driving the car or sitting down with a soda and I lime was or taking the to dog. Work. You're driving to work. I was. And, and I out, was genuinely shocked. Out of nowhere, you heard Absolutely. that. Absolutely. What did you feel? What did you feel? Well, it's a ridiculous thing to say. Absolutely <laughs> horrific. I am just here as light-hearted entertainment within the fancy NFL group and to be lambasted by such a nobody in his second oh, season. And, let, and, let's get, let, and let's get this straight as well, you know. Quite Paul frankly, was, disparaging considering I'm a 3-1 record against this. You know, Paul, Paul came into that just as well. Just a poor franchise, poor excuse for a franchise, to be quite honest. He'd only had we'll get one, into this. He'd only had one year and he'd come bottom as well. And yet he'd set the sights on you. Paul, what was your thinking behind that, mate? I just saw this other shitty team, just like mine. I thought, he's, <laughs> he's as good as me. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Excellent. And so it begins. So anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to dig further into this and have a right old time with it. And we're going to be asking you guys the same questions we've been asking all our rivals. First of all, it's a bit of a review of last year and it's a bit of a preview from this year. So we're going to ask you about... Um, your opinion on your rival's best pick from the draft last year, your opinion on their worst mistake from last year, and as a part of a review, you know, your favourite play from last year. Uh, and on top of that, the final question, probably the most important question, what is it that you've got, or indeed your opponent doesn't have, which means that you're going to go 2-0 and against them this year? We will score it in a very, very random fashion. And I'm terrified because I know whoever loses here is going to be absolutely furious. So, are we ready to get started? Let's go. Let's do it. Right. Well, we'll do this absolutely randomly. But let's start with you, Paul. And let's start with who you thought was Broadwood's best pick from last year. Well, here, here. here's Eckler. And that is Eckler. Oh, <laughs> Just refusing to go down. Touchdown, Chargers. On first and goal, Eckler with an opening on the left side. Eckler lunging over for the touchdown. Austin Eckler. Interesting one, this. What's your thoughts behind it? Well, there's there's more than meets the eye here because when I had the misfortune of looking through Broadwood's team, it was like going in to the worst sandwich shop in the world. A sandwich shop that fills their sandwiches with shit, okay? So you're looking at the menu. Shall I eat a dog shit sandwich? Or shall I eat a cat shit sandwich? Or a fucking hamster shit sandwich? This is, it was just shit after shit. And surprisingly, although Eckler finished season number one running back in the league, I actually was brainwashed into thinking he was this shitty player because Broadwood for pretty much the first month of the season did nothing but go on about Eckler's a fraud. He even stalked the poor guy 
on on social media um, and got stick back from random people, which was fantastic. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, obviously Austin Eckler did ha- finally have a very good season, um, and and randomly Brawl would would actually put that down to himself um, after the stalking <laughs> that he finally got his ass into gear and did something. So yeah, Austin Eckler, but it was. You know, slim pickings. So Austin Eckler was your first round pick, I think, last year, wasn't he, Broderick? And he was also the man who you, on more than one occasion, called a fraud on Twitter. <laughs> I called him a fraud for the first three weeks because in the first three weeks, um, he did not start out particularly well. But I should have known that because he did that in the previous season as well, where he has a slow start. So picked up something like 11 points first week picked up again low double digit second week third week and then the one time that he decided to go off and it was beautiful was in week four and do you remember what happened in week four paul no yeah it was when he absolutely hosed the shitty mouseketeers and he went in and rampaged in 36 points and made us victorious again over the shitey mouseketeers taking us to 3-0 and in all time over the mouseketeers at that stage so Austin Eckler poor start came good in the end I put it down to my motivational skills of baiting him on Twitter um, unfortunately the could not be said the same for my other running back within my top two picks. But on Austin Eckler, my motivational team talk worked. Your motivational team talk worked. Thanks a million, Ted fucking, fucking Lasso. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, Rodhood, uh, let's see who you picked as Paul's best pick from last year's draft. And the 2022 AP Defensive Player of the Year is... Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa! That is some funky shit. <laughs> Broadwood, you said, uh, and your, your exact words were, uh, slim fucking pickings, but Bosa, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I would like a proper quote in that. I went, none fucking shambles maybe, maybe bosa, bosa. <laughs> sorry that, that was that was the exact words you're quite right <laughs> i went through i went through his draft because i did have some time at work today don't tell my work this i did look through the draft and i went yeah pretty dog shit pretty shit pretty shit Meh, not so shit but still pretty shit and then i got to quite far down my list i found bosa and i went yeah he wasn't terrible he seemed to be in the top what Three defensive linemen. He was the second top uh, defensive back. Ah, and do you know who number one was? No. Max Crosby, who was on your team. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I draft better than the Musketeers, and we all know that now. And where However, did you finish in the league? This is why he's giving me all this say, can, Luke, Luke, well at this below stage, me. At this stage, in the league standings, it doesn't matter if you don't win. After that, nobody cares. You win, that's it. You don't win, <laughs> that's it. Quite frankly, whether you're second, whether you're eighth, doesn't matter. I have a what we need to remember medal. is Rankin sucked in the playoffs, and that was hilarious, and we all laughed very heartily at that. We did, we did love that, yes. Including, yeah, we all loved that. That, was, that. that would reunite all of us. <laughs> I, I don't. What, what do you think, Paul? Do you think Bosa was your best pick from the draft? Um, yeah, it was either going to be him or probably Henry, who actually was pretty consistent. Although I got pretty ribbed for him throughout the season, I think he was third best running back in the league. Fourth. Or fourth. Um, he was 
steady, steady way through. But Bosa, yeah, for, for obviously on the D, if you can pick up points on the D every week, and Bosa was doing that for me. I did have his brother, Joey, as well. I had them both. You I did. Mm. One and two, but he went down literally week week two. Like, so I, was, I did look for Joey Bosa, and he was nowhere to be seen on any points, and I wondered what had happened to him. Yeah, and then no, yeah. happened, so he, he had, had a groin injury, injury, second game. Yeah. yeah. I'd okay. fake an injury if I was playing for the Musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, listen, look, I've got to mark that. I think, I think to be honest, I'm going to give that to Paul. I think you're right. I think Rodwood's pick of uh, Eckler was better than your pick of Bosa. Uh, as much as it pains me to say it, um, Bosa was probably better value um, from where you got him in the draft as opposed to Eckler's first round uh, pick, although he did end up as... Pop running back in the country. Well, no, not stats. Not, not yes, fantasy, he was. Not fantasy stats was, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yeah, Eckler was one. Oh, was Thank he? you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm starting no, to okay. Well done, well, Okay. Well, Good to see case... that you're homework in that bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, put it this way, I'm just so shocked because you've actually done some homework in relation to something fantasy-related, which is I an absolute miracle. I have serious concerns now around whether I keep him or not. Mm. Whereabouts are you in the draft? What pick are you? I have no idea. Excellent. Good news. <laughs> where, where did you finish in the league last year? Seventh. Well, in that case, you'll be second. Out of eight. That's a shit. It is. (laughs) Doesn't matter where you finish outside of first. Bronze medalist here. Bronze medalist. He just tanked it so he could get a higher draft position. That's what he's going to say. Okay, so we're going to to say 1-0 to Paul on that. So let's go on to round two, shall we? (laughs) Round two is all about, and hopefully this will be a bit less controversial, uh, the decision of what you thought your favourite play in the NFL season last year was. So again, I'm going to start with Paul. Paul, this was your favourite play, uh, which is kind of a combination, if you like, of plays, but it ended up with this play. Second and ten, Mayfield to the end zone to Jefferson. Is that possible? Touchdown. Middle of the field, meaning, okay. Talk us through, Paul. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a Rams fan, and there probably were much better plays than this, but I just like the story. I love the... He was in his hotel. He gets the, the 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 playbook faxed over to him. He has no idea what's going on. He's in the middle of the game, minute 45 to go, no timeouts, and he just puts together a 98-yard winning drive, wins the game. I mean, that is just... Hollywood stuff, Hollywood yeah. stuff. I loved it. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. But funnily enough, you know, to get all the, you know, all the sound stuff from it today, I watched the full drive, and I totally forgot that he had no timeouts. Yeah, no timeouts. And and that I think is the biggest thing about that because he started on the two yard line or his own two yard line. Um, got lucky at one point because they got a fifteen yard penalty because mm-hmm. somebody uh, bashed it out of his hands and and got a, you know, and if I got a unsportsmanlike conduct 15 yard penalty um to, to push them up the field but to do that with with no timeouts and the the receivers rarely got into ba- out of bounds as well you know the yeah. clock was constantly yeah. running constantly running calling calling getting there you know it was uh it was a pretty impressive uh pretty impressive run of events to do that broad would you remember that play i do it was impressive and jefferson in the hole was a fantastic pickup this year who had him I don't actually know who had Jefferson. Yeah. I know I know I had the main Jefferson because obviously that was me. But um, but no, I don't actually know who had him. But you're right. You know he ended up being a being a great great pick, and he probably made a hell of a lot of points just on that drive as well because he did get exactly. a, a, a huge bullet to the side as well. So no, you're right. 
Hollywood stuff, story behind it, really, really great play. Um, Broadwood, <laughs> let's see what your favourite play was from this year. And again, it's kind of a combination of plays more than anything else. Let's get to the 23 for a first down. Goff under pressure, lost the football, Patriots recover. It's in the hands of Kyle Duggar, and he will take it all the way for a New England defensive touchdown. Paul is shaking his head. For fuck's sake. I mean, that is not his favourite play. It's not his favourite I refuse to believe that. Well, so, talk, us through, talk us through your favourite play, mate. So, I um, <laughs> My favourite play this year was, I think, probably the Lions starting one and six, um, having a horrendous start to the season. And my favourite one was potentially the, the absolute shutout to what was an absolutely horrific Patriots team. So, losing 29-0... Um, Goff throwing 19 of 35, uh, no touchdowns, obviously. Um, nice couple of sacks as well in there just to throw it in. A little little interception thrown in there, as we just heard. And uh, losing 29 zip to one of the worst te- Patriots teams in years um, took some doing. And I just, I just thought it highlighted just how horrific the Detroit Lions were at the start of the year as they at went the into a terrible one and six run. Um, and I think... Yes, I just highlight that as part of our rivalries episode that I thought my favourite play of the year was the 29-zip um, shutout of the Lions by the horrific Patriots team. You're right. I mean, it oh, must be... It must be, it must be Carl Dugger. It must be yep. fucking miserable to be a Detroit Lions fan. Yep. Uh, on that subject, Paul, what do you think of that? Yes, well, Carl fucking Dugger can fuck <laughs> off just like Broadwood because that's not his favourite play. He's just done it to wind me up. Oh, but it was a great night for the Lions. I mean, honestly, Jamal Williams, 15 <laughs> carries, 56 yards. Unbelievable stuff. We've had Just like top, <laughs> top notch running there. I mean, it was fumbles, you know, fumbles, intercepts, sacks. It was just an all round top performance by the Lions against the Patriots. Yeah, but we, we ended up finishing winning eight out of our last 10. So, you know. And did you get anywhere with it? Almost. And, 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 <laughs> exactly. It's like your prize for third. You get nothing. I've got a bronze you medal. Nothing. You finish. I've got a screenshot that says I've got a bronze medal. Do you know what? I'm, I'm actually really sad that we don't put these podcasts out on YouTube because if you could see the colour of Paul's face at the moment, it has, it has no Carl fucking Dugger. I hate that guy. <laughs> um, I think probably again for fairness, and I'm sure Broadwood will accept this as well. I'll probably have to give that to Paul again because let's be honest. <laughs> You know, the Baker Mayfield drive was just better than an interception by Kyle Tucker, even if it was Detroit getting absolutely hammered. Come on. But I'm pretty sure you're going to take them all of it. All too. the work I put into this. <laughs> Dear God. I don't. It, was, it was an exceptional Patriots performance. Mm, and really I was. picked a litany of their... That's ah, just poor. <laughs> at, the live draft, at the live draft, you've got to be wearing a Carl Duggar shirt now. <laughs> I'm expecting I'm the full outfit, Carl Duggar. I'm looking already online. Excellent. <laughs> right, let's go into round three, shall we? Um, let's work out what we think our opponent's biggest mistake of the season was. And Broadwood, I'm going to be starting with you this time. This is what you think uh, Paul's biggest mistake of the season was. First down from the 11-yard line. Derek Henry up the middle, and he's blasted down. Normally, it's Henry doing that to the defender, but Tay Crowder. Sure. Give. Henry gets stonewalled. 
Robert Spillane. Just a few sound clips there of Derek Henry getting absolutely smashed. Broadwood, what's your thoughts? Well, I'd like to point out that I actually put three things in. You did. Sorry. Again, I will yeah. quote what your answers were on the WhatsApp group when we said, what's your, what do you think your, biggest, put, your opponent's I'll, biggest I'll mistake was? I okay, put where to start. Henry first and three running backs in the first five picks. Renfrew list is fucking endless. Yeah, Renfrew, what the fuck happened yeah, there? I mean, yeah, I, I, will, I will say, I think Renfrew was probably, probably the one mistake. I should have picked, to yeah, be honest. I think Renfrew probably was a bigger mistake. But the thing was, <laughs> the, the reason I put Henry in there was because everybody's eyes lit up when you picked Henry at first because nobody was going to pick Henry. Yeah, and we should explain went. for people who, who maybe weren't around last year, understood. Um, Paul came bottom really bottom of the pile in his first every year so I had the first draft pick there were a couple of keepers that were gone Justin Jefferson was off the board Cooper Cup was off the board and Jonathan Taylor was off the board because they'd all been kept so that was the three who were off the board and we were all really interested to see what his first choice was a lot of people thought he'd go for McCaffrey a lot of people uh, had a lot of other kind of thoughts about where he might go but I don't think a single person thought round one pick one would be Derek Henry and lo and behold Mm -hmm. that's what he went with yeah yeah, and I think it shows that it was still a fucking horrific pick. So um, I'm quite happy with any one of my three options that I gave there. Renfrew was pretty terrible. Um, Henry... Renfrew think... was completely... Te- Henry, I don't agree. Henry was steady all season. He was a steady fourth all season. running back. You had the number one pick in the draft. No, I didn't. You picked a guy that I would have picked fourth cup. in the running backs. <laughs> well, the thing is, actually... Henry was a better pickup than Cup in the grand in the grand scheme down. of things, right? Mm. Okay. But you're right. He ended up being the fourth top running back, which from a number one position, you would hope to get top two and either wide receivers or running backs, would be my argument. And in fairness, we will we will unify in our fact that we both probably didn't understand how the NFL was going to go this year and the fact that we went running back heavy and then decided to pick up absolutely shit wide receivers, which is pretty much where I went. Paul, your retort? Renfro, I agree completely. I don't know what happened to that guy. He he literally pretty much fell apart after having a fantastic season. Um, But Henry, no, I'm going to stick by my guns. If I could have had like the pure number one pick, would I have picked Henry? No. I mean, it's luck of the draw. He was solid enough. I had two first round picks as well, so I was fortunate to be. I was just about yeah. to say, you had two first round picks. Who yeah. was your second first round pick? I think Joe Mixon. Mixon. Oh, fucking hell. Who'd had a great season again yeah. the season before, but was mm, average last season. He went Henry, Mixon, Andrews, Debo Samuel, Aaron Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bronze it's not, medalist. What do you great. get, Broadwood? In fairness, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I do remember being furious when Mark Andrews went off the board because I think I was just about to take oh, he had a shocking season out, as but he well. had an absolute shock. Yeah, I would have picked him up early. Yeah, I would have picked him up early as well. But he I really, benched him in the end. <laughs> yeah, it's almost. He was, um, he was your. He, he went pick sixteen. By the way, Oof, that's a disaster, dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's that was probably thought as being good value for him at that point, but. Lo and behold, there you go. Right, so, uh, Paul, let's see. That's been a really good podcast. Thanks very much, Ian. I'm delighted that we could move away right now. Broad is big mistake. And the thing is, I couldn't actually get an NFL 
soundtrack to this. So really, the, the, the only sound effect I've managed to get for what Paul thought Broadwood's biggest mistake oh, is God, this. Here it comes. It's the sound of tumbleweed going past. Oh. And why is it the sound of tumbleweed going past, Paul? Devin Dubonay, the guy's oh. name. So, it was week nine. Broadwood's season was hanging in the balance, going against the Sharks. Monday night football approaches. All he needs is seven points, and he trusts his man, Dubonay. We all know he's shit. He picked up <laughs> most of his points from punt returns, but Broadwood was like, nope, he's my man. He only had scored three touchdowns up to week nine, two in week one, and one in week three. That was it. But no, Broadwood says he's the man to see my team home. What happened? Dubonnet. He needed to get seven points or more. 1.5 points. Well, that was there the sound of go. a cock, which was just really... <laughs> <laughs> so, that, was good. that was a good timing. Wait a minute. I just, I'm, I'm going to counter this with Duvernay's stats. Game one, 23 points. Game yeah, two, 23 yeah, that, points. Game three, they were both punt return touchdowns. <laughs> the concern was that he dropped off in game six to three points. And it probably should have been a slight warning sign for me that he was a little shit. <laughs> However, my perseverance with him, unfortunately then... Look, in fairness as well, week eight, 26 points against Tampa Bay, and he was on fire. And I thought, well, 26 points for Tampa Bay, let's head him into That week, I think he got his only rushing touchdown for a wide receiver. So it was all bizarre points. It wasn't like he was this top wide receiver just doing great. But, you know, you trusted your man and look what happened. And do you know what? I don't think he was anything like my worst pick, to be honest, because I picked him up. I didn't say worst pick. You're on the wrong topic now, bro. We're talking about biggest We're talking about mistake. your biggest mistake of the yeah, season. Yeah, this was your biggest mistake of the season. Oh, right, okay. And that, uh, that, and that was undoubtedly it. Because... I didn't even actually, I picked him up in waivers. I'm now having to look through my team. <laughs> yeah, it was, was between, the only other one I was between as well was um, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, yeah. to be fair... Broadwood really persevered with him. He he, he started <laughs> in 14 out of 17 games. And the one time he dropped him, he scored 48 points. Yes, I'm just <laughs> looking at that now. Yes. The, the only thing was he won that week, no matter what. So, yeah. so it wasn't quite as bad. But the Duvernay, the Duvernay costing him the it... game against the Sharks. I mean, who knows? That could have been his turning point. But, you know, yeah. tough shit. It could, have, it could have cost him a place in the playoffs. You know, taking Duvernay and I, getting I, the I, I would personally, if it, was me choosing i have gone all day long with what is now known as the biggest fucking fraud in fancy nfl last year and i think he was voted in a few groups i looked on on twitter as the biggest shambles of fantasy nfl this year and that was dalvin cook who was an absolute and utter disaster yeah i picked i don't get me wrong i picked up eckler number three in the draft because you actually let eckler go but let's let's not talk about that um I went for Dalvin Cook, pick 14, and dear God, he dear God, he was horrific. He's a and yet fan. again, what did I do, Paul? I persevered with him because that is the dick that I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think it's probably fair to say, and I hate to say it, but it's 3-0 to Paul uh, because, again... It's just a shambles. The whole thing is a shambles. But it is. His, his, you know, the, the, not picking up Duvernay, Oh, sorry, I should have said persevering with Duvernay to get terrible points 
was uh, a bigger mistake. Seven points, come on. Duvernay was one of the top wide receivers at that time. If you'd put Renfro on as your main choice and just said picking up Renfro is an absolute disaster, you probably would have got the point, mate. Dude, dude, Duvernay was like a pickup off the waivers. He picked fucking Henry first. The guy had a choice between all these players and he picked up Derek fucking Henry. Yeah, but I like Paul better than I like you. So there we go. (laughs) Shambles. (laughs) Round four, the last, the last round, and maybe you can redeem yourself a little bit here, Broadwood. And it's probably the most important thing. So, starting with you, Paul, I want you to know, with this rivalry, which is clearly bubbling over just a little bit, and, and just before we do that, I asked the question last year, we're a year hence, you guys still haven't met each other, have you? No, bizarrely no. enough. Beautiful. We will sort that out. At the live draft, we may have to keep distance and get people in between you, but that'll be fine. But, Paul, with the 2023 season coming up and the live draft coming up and, you know, a whole bunch of extra things uh, to think about, why do you think that your Essex Musketeers will go 2-0 and zero against the Ockengain Alligators this year? Simple. He's just fucking shit. <laughs> when I looked at that team, it was like, honestly, it was so bad. Apart from Eckler and Crosby, to be fair, it was so bad. And, and now we're doing a live draft as well. So there's going to be no, no assistance. I think Broadwood, from what I've heard, he's a bit of a last-minute crammer. He literally does his homework for the draft hours before, but hits the books hard. And I think that's going to make um, uh, no difference yeah, bad, bad, <laughs> bad mistake in a live draft. And Broadwood, same question to you, mate. Why do you think you're going to beat the Musketeers 2-0? Well, quite frankly, an inferior franchise, one of the new members, can't even get a win under his belt with two first-round picks. I think it's clear to see by my 3-1 record that that I am the superior athlete within this group and this rivalry. (laughs) You have never been called a superior athlete in your fucking life, pal. Well, we I'm three one here. I'm quite happy, thanks. And overall, last season I had a, a slightly disappointing loss to him in week eleven, but we'll make up for that. We'll come back stronger, and uh, we will take this to a five and one rivalry by the end of the 2023 season. Excellent. Well, I look forward Cut to the see. Tears. <laughs> look forward to see what will happen by the time the draft comes around. Listen, gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for your time today. I know you love each other dearly, don't you? Of course. Fuck the Gators. thanks all very much for tuning in to this is the last of our uh, rivalries podcast but we will be still uh, sending out podcasts during the close season when we're getting closer to drafts etc bringing you all the latest news and all the latest opinions what they are worth from eight guys who as you can probably tell from the last 45 minutes know the fucking bare minimum about NFL to be able to chat about it. But if you do want to get in touch with us, you can email us at tightendspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. All of them are at tightendspod. Gentlemen, all the very best. We'll see you in a few months. And thanks very much for listening once again. And last but not least, fuck fuck the gears. Oh, get
I swear, by the way, that Facebook listens to us whilst we're on the pod. Because the first thing that's just come up on my Facebook is a fancy football discussion group. And it said, <laughs> Dalvin Cook versus Saquon Barkley. Who oh. is better? <laughs> 